Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L G B, my straight out of Ghana, stop it, guys. What up to the One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheap code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considered lethal. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming is who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show Hi, Liv here, One Up Gaming, episode 369 of the One Up Gaming podcast. If I was crude, I would say nice, but we're not crude here. We're highly professional, highly motivated gaming industry people. I don't know, it's just some rubbish. Anyway, episode 369, uh, David here. I don't know if I keep saying this, I don't know. I record this that many times, it's just, hi, David here, and it's just, it echoes from my bloody brains, brains, brain, thoughts, not much thoughts, it's just empty echoedness. Anyway, please check out Joe Dowling's book, just called The Outrunners, just search it and buy that, please. Um, as always, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Um, on there we have new reviews, new features, new news, uh, I think that's about it. We have some giveaways and some bits and bobs. This week, as always, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music. It's an album, it's available, It's you can buy it, you can stream it, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity, which is really good for them. We do have a... Uh, the first 100 podcasts available, and that's from audiobooksontape.com. Just search One Up Gaming, and one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK. So, I guess we'll go straight into the games we've been playing this week. So, a couple of seconds, and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in there. No, 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 no. I'm sweating, David here, One Up Gaming, episode 316. I'm going to do this every time. It's episode 369. Nice. Um, it's never going to get old. I am such a baby. I'm so a teenager at heart, at mind. It's just the body's let me go big time. But we'll go through the games we've been playing this week. Um, did I say David? I don't even know anymore. First game I played this week was Zombie Driver Ultimate Edition. Now, this was one of the first ever games that we got sent to review. So that's going back uh, 10 years now, I guess. And it was for the Xbox One, I believe. I think it was one of the launch-ish games for the Xbox One. I might be misremembering. But the essence of this game is it's a top-down uh, zombie driving shooting mode game. So imagine like the graphical stylings of Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 on the original PlayStation, and maybe even Grand Theft Auto with its stories on the DS and things like that, where it was more top-down 
this is like a full 3D world top-down view and you've got shooting things and you got you can run zombies over blood splatters all over graphically it looks quite nice even 10 years later it still looks nice highly detailed little sprites sprites polygons with bitmaps over the top probably and it's just a nice little game it's simple it's oh there is a weapon over in this section of the map drive to the weapon pick it up and drive back and it's just getting there and getting back that's the problem because of all the zombies and stuff and then sometimes you'll be like driving somewhere and then something will explode and it's like oh my god there's a big massive zombie monster destroy that before you come back otherwise it'll take over the world woo and i quite enjoyed it it was very basic very simple i just enjoyed the game so if you don't have it and you're interested in these sort of like combat driving racing games then I'd give it a go. It's a nice little game. So Zombie Driver Ultimate Edition, really good little game. Next up, Avatar: The Last Airbender Quest for Balance. Now, I've never really watched the Avatar: The Last Airbender sort of TV cartoons, anime, whatever you want to call them. I did watch the movie, and I was one of the only ones I thought it's not that bad. You know, it's watchable, it's pleasant, it's okay. Um, but yeah, getting this game, I just assumed from the pictures it'd be a baby's like Zelda action combat sort of game. I was wrong. It plays very much like a, the Lego sort of games, you know, like the really old sort of games where it's a fixed camera angle and you go along the screen and hit things and light puzzle elements and things like that and I just feel that it's very much made on a budget it's very much made where it'll have a full text a full like writing of what's happening and your character will have like single words like oh wow oh no you know just really basic and it's like come on if you're going to get the license get the people into the recording booth get voice alikes, sound alikes, whatever you want to call them, and make the bloody game watchable for people who watch the cartoons and don't know much about gaming. It's a very much like a children's game, very basic. The platforming I couldn't get into because of the fixed camera perspective of the level. So instead of being able to freely, you, you freely roam around the 3D environment, but the camera just pans left and right or up and down or whatever it's doing. And it's very hard to gauge distance and perspective on the levels that you're trying to jump over and climb over and things. And I just feel that it is a very, very basic game. It's not made with the love or the attention or the detail needed for this sort of thing. And myself, I think it was really bad. I, I didn't like the game. I gave it a really bad review. Uh, watch our gameplay of it and see what you think. It's on our YouTube channel now. Please leave comments of why I'm an asshole and why this is a great game. So next up, Train Sim World 3. And I don't know why uh, I keep trying to say Tran Sim World. It's like, no, it's not a transvestite, it's just a train. I don't know if anyone... There, there will be some weird people out there who get some sexual gratification for rubbing their hands up against the metal railings of a train. I'm gonna skip all this now and pretend I never mentioned any of this. I'm not even gonna edit it out because that's how strange this week's podcast is going to be. So, Train Sim World 3, I loved. It's not only like the full train sim where you're in the cockpit pressing buttons, pulling levers, doing things, but you also have a full 3D world where you can get out of the train, walk around and do things and it's been made with the attention to detail, the love, the care that the Avatar game wasn't and if you are into trains and you're into this sort of thing this game is absolutely brilliant, I loved it the only thing that I don't like about these sort of games is you get a basic train set, tracks and things and then everything else is you pay £5 for new um, train stations, new trains, everything's DLC, everything's downloadable, 
but I can get it. It's like they can't make everyone's train station, they can't make everyone's favourite trains, they can't do things like that and you just have to hope that things, that they do actually go along and make certain other things from the games. But try, flip, Train Sim World 3 is an amazing game and I did see the trailer or the announcement of Train Sim World 4 so I'll be eagerly waiting for more news on that and hope it's just as good and just made that little bit much better. Next up, Up or Lava. Now this is a hard game to review because it's such a simple concept. You are a 3D character in an open world-ish environment where there's things floating around and so imagine like a 3D platformer where you have to try and go vertical up as quickly and as, as fast as possible because as you're going up a time will hit and then all of a sudden the lava will raise 10 meters and then it'll raise 10 meters you know so the lava is always rising so you have to scramble up and climb up as much as possible it's made with like the like the physics of a lot of these sort of like really bad simulation sort of games so it's not perfect you bounce off things you fall off things that you should be standing on and things like that but I can see that this sort of concept could be a really good little game if you add this and a hundred players in at the same time and you can all batter each other about but keep it more realistic than the fall guys and things and you have to try and scramble up as much as possible you can push people tug people from their perch and I think this game could be amazing it really could whether it's worth £20, £30 or whether it should be a free to play game that's another story I quite enjoyed it but it's very simple and very minimal in the actual core gameplay of the game so that is up or lava so I'll keep it as a meh see how the development goes on the game Next up, we have Golf Evolution Simulation. Now, in my basic head, I just assumed this was a golf game made on a budget, but it's not a golf game. It's a game featuring golf cars, and it's a kind of like a, I think it's got if anyone remembers the game a couple of weeks ago, the Taxi Simulation, Taxi City Simulation or something like that, it's very similar to that. It's got an open world city to drive through, but it's got a lot of uh, stunts and challenges in the world. And you go through stunt one, stunt two, stunt three, and it's got like driving challenges where you got to go through the environment and get to the end. and. It played okay. I mean, I was playing with like the the keyboard and buttons and stuff, so it wasn't like a proper pad or wheel. It was just a simple pick up, have a quick blast around. It looks okay. It's very basic. It looks like a PS2 high res sort of game, but uh, I'm not 100% sure how much the game is. It's on Steam. It plays well enough. It's quite good at the driving the. Physics, again, like a lot of these simulation games, you hit something wrong and you bounce off, like you've gone off the screen. Funny, funny. That is Golf Evolution Simulation. So I'd say it's fun for a bit, but I wouldn't say it's worth the full amount. Again, these sort of games are always in development. They're always being updated. So we'll see where it is in the next few weeks, the next few months. Next up, we have Tomb Raider Anniversary. Now, I think, I might be wrong, but I think this was one of the first games that Crystal Dynamics made. And they did the anniversary game, so it's like a remake of the original game to get their feet wet within the Tomb Raider universe. And you can tell it's old. It still plays very much like the old Tomb Raider games, but it's got a lot more modern features into the game, which make it play a bit better. It's still not the new rebooted Tomb Raider games that we love today, 
but it's better playing than the older Tomb Raider games. It's caught in the middle, not as good as the new ones, nowhere near as bad as the old ones. It's still a bit janky. Graphically, it looks a lot better. It plays a lot better. If you find it cheap, um, I think this was a 360 version I played, and yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not the best, but it's not bad. So next up, we have Project High Rise Architects Edition. Now this game I've had for years, and I've never played it. So I thought, Do you know what? I'll give it a quick go, and. Within the first five seconds, I fucked up big time. Completely and utterly, utterly boxed it up. It's, imagine like a Sim City sort of game, but instead of being the city you're doing, you're planning the building, like the interior layout of the building, the interior of whether it's gonna be shops, whether it's gonna be a cafe, whether it's gonna be working blocks, like uh, office blocks. And you have to put the electricity cables in, the water cables in, all that as you're going through. And the very first five seconds, I put an office block above the electrics and I couldn't get, no, it was the water, sorry, it was the water. And I couldn't get the water to go any higher than the first level. So I knackered the whole thing up. I didn't know what I was doing. Graphically, it's very, very nice. Very, um, it looks like vector graphics because it looks so clean and crisp. It looks so gorgeous. Very 2D. It looks hand animated. It looks really nice. And I would say it's a really good little game. I'm just an idiot and I messed up big time. Um, so that is Project High Rise Architects Edition. I would say get this is a good little game. So next up, we have two movies that I've watched this week. So the first one is the Gran Turismo movie. And this one, I didn't really know that much about the Jan, whatever his name was, the real driver that this is based on. Um, I think he did quite well in real life, not massively like F1 standards, but he did really well. Um, and I will say that the movie was good. It kept you bobbing along, it kept things going along, it was really nice. Um, the thing I didn't like was when I found out more about the driver and the, the things that were happening was that the movies skipped things around it like it's moved like four years around and stuff to try and make it more uh, dramatized when in reality he'd already got his contract and already got his race he'd already uh, had the big crash it was like really weird how they like swapped everything around but I guess if you're not a big into this thing, it's a movie, it's drama, it's a, it has to have things to follow and to do. So I would say Gran Turismo movie is a really good little movie. Not the best, it's just something to sit there and watch. And I did actually watch the Barbie movie. I only watched this because of all the massive hype that it's had recently. And I watched it and it was like, it was okay. Had a couple of really funny bits, but I just didn't get the massive attention why it's had all this so cool. yeah, big fuss about it but I don't know I don't know and I will just sort of say it's a nice little movie it's well you know the, the gra not graphics the uh, the backgrounds the colour scheme everything just looks amazing it looks really clear really crisp pink is a lot of colours in the movie and that is what we've been doing this week. I wouldn't recommend Barbie, it wasn't the best. But I would recommend watching our weekly output on YouTube. So every Monday we have the UK Top 40s, every Tuesday we have the Boosteroid video, every Wednesday we have the Witch's Best, every Thursday we have a retro inspired video, every Friday we have the podcast, every Saturday we have the games played this week, and every Sunday we have the roundup of the news for the the gaming news for the week. So it's been me, David, for episode 369 of the One Game podcast. We'll be back after this break for this week's news. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats, and I listen to the One Off Gaming podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket.
David here again. And welcome to this week's news on the One of Game podcast, episode 369. If you know, you know, and if you don't know, I'm just a bloody child. But we're going to go through this week's news, so bear with us. We'll get through as quickly as we can. So first of all, we have to mention it. Microsoft Activision buyout looks set to close in October after UK finally approves the deal. Uh, Microsoft's long-running pursuit of Activision Blizzard looks set to end in October after the UK finally approved the deal. In April, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority announced its final report on the acquisition, citing competition concerns around cloud gaming in the UK. Since then, Microsoft has defended the US Federal Trade Commission in court, obtained approval from key regulator, the European Commission, and secured an agreement with console rival Sony for the provision of Activision games on PlayStation for a decade. Then in August, Microsoft submitted a new Activision Blizzard deal for review after the CMA confirmed the original deal was blocked. This revised deal would involve selling off Activision cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft which would be free to port cloud versions of Activision Blizzard games to any platform. Today, September 22nd, the CMA said the new deal addresses its previous concerns and opens the door to the big, no, to the door being cleared, door deal being cleared. Microsoft has, uh, has an October the 18th deadline to deliver the buyout, which now looks inevitable. The CMA said it had limited residual concerns that certain provisions in the sale of Activision's cloud streaming rights to Ubisoft could be circumvented, terminated or not enforced. In response, Microsoft offered remedies to ensure the terms of the sale of Activision rights to Ubisoft are enforceable by the CMA. The CMA has now provisionally concluded, concluded this additional protection should resolve those residual concerns and is now Consulting on the remedies before making a final decision. Uh, it looks as though the final deals are about to go through. It's been a very long time coming. Um, it's one of those things where two years ago when it was announced, or there or thereabouts, I think that these companies are big enough to realise that it might be a shit show, but these companies are big enough to realise that, yes, they can get the deal done. Otherwise, why would they spend hundreds of millions of pounds? I think even like Microsoft had to pay two billion or something if the deal didn't go through. So it's like they are super confident that things will go through and things will happen. And it's just a very long, brawn out like, process to actually get it finished. Um, but it looks like it's finally done now. Leave comments. Are you guys excited? Are you worried? Are you a PS5 fanboy and just so worried about the stuff? Um, well, we'll see in the future. We will see in the future. Next up. Red Dead Redemption 2 for Nintendo Switch spotted on ratings board. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 may launch on Nintendo Switch if it's to be believed. Ex-user Necro Philippe pointed to the Red Dead Redemption 2 listing on a Brazilian government's website. The listing currently still online mentions Nintendo Switch under platforms alongside PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. It's impossible to say when this listing was updated to include Nintendo Switch and Rockstar has yet to comment. If accurate, it means Rockstar's open world masterpiece is set for Nintendo's console. It's hard to imagine Red Dead Redemption 2 being natively on Switch, but given The Witcher 3 is available on the console, perhaps it's not such an outlandish thought. Alternatively, Rockstar may have a cloud version of its game up its sleeve. Uh, Rockstar released a PS4 and Nintendo Switch port of the original Red Dead Redemption last month, which runs at 30 frames per second on Switch and base PS4. Uh, Red Dead Redemption outputs 1080p resolution if you are playing Red Dead Redemption on PS4 or PS5 by Vacos compatibility. You can run the game in 4K resolution. It's busy time. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think this is a good thing? Or do you think it's just a random um, nonsense? 
Um, not sure how it'll run on the Nintendo Switch. Um, they might just run it in the lowest possible resolution that they can get, the lowest detail level, just to get it to run. We'll find out. Leave comments. Let us know what you guys think. Um, as I, we are always into fan feedback. So next up, Payday 3 Dev looking into adding offline mode blames third party for matchmaking woes. Uh, as Payday 3's matchmaking matchmaking issues continue, its developer is looking into adding an offline mode. Developer Starbreeze has seen Payday 3 suffer a disastrous launch with severe online problems sparking a backlash from players. On Steam, the co-op heist shooter currently has a mostly negative user review rating. As of writing on September 26th, more people are playing the decade-old Payday 2 than Payday 3 on Valve's platform. As players' complaints grow, uh, uh, Starbreeze boss tweeted to address concerns about Payday 3's always online requirements, saying, the team is looking at possibility to add some sort of offline mode. So what went wrong in a press note? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, stats of 218,250 concurrent players across all platforms and a peak of 1.347510 unique players. Bloody hell. Starbreeze pointed its finger squarely at its third party matchmaking partner. Uh, oh God. I will just say, I'll leave it on the screenshots there. I will just so actually no, I won't. I'll end it. I will, <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. I will just sort of comment and say, I played Payday 2 last week, and I played into a game. I got into a match. No idea what I was doing. Got killed all the time, bopping around. In preparation for Payday 3, I downloaded Payday 3. I loaded Payday 3. I got into the start screen of Payday 3, I hit start, and it asked me to log into a like a Starbreeze account, and I don't have one, and I'm not going to log into more stuff, you don't shouldn't need to have all this sort of stuff on, um, it's just annoying, but, so then I just turned it off, and I deleted the game, so I'm not going to play Payday 3, from the thing, from the looks of things, it looks like I wouldn't have been able to play it that well anyway, but anyway, um, what do you guys think? Do you think this game is a nightmare or do you think it's going to be good? Unity debacle forces dev to cancel Nintendo Switch port of Wipeout Style Racer. Uh, controversy and upheaval around game engine Unity has forced the developer of a Wipeout Style Racer to cancel its planned Nintendo Switch port. Uh, Ballistic NG which launched on Steam via PC on 2018 and currently enjoys the overwhelmingly positive user review rating was set to was set to a re, set to recent a port on Nintendo. I don't even know what the hell that word's meant to be. Uh, but this is no more. Explaining the decision in a post on Steam, developer Neognosis Neognosis I don't know said it was moving forward after what it called. The Unity debacle. Last week, Unity announced key changes to its widely planned runtime fee policy, which spawned both desirable and derision and confusion from developers. Jesus, man. And the gaming community at large when it was unveiled earlier this month. As originally announced starting on January the 1st, 2024, Unity would have started charging developers a small fee Every time someone downloaded a game built on Unity's game engine after a certain threshold for minimum re revenue and install count. The different tiers of Unity plans, Unity Personal, Unity Plus, Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise had different thresholds and per the original announcement, smaller developers using Personal Plus would have had to pay 20 cents per dollar per install once the game passes 200,000 in revenue over the last 12 months and 20,000 life to date installs. 20,000? 200,000? That's not bad! Uh, backtracking Unity said there will now be no runtime fee on games built on Unity Personal, which will remain free. It also increased the financial thresholds of Unity Personal from 
100,000 to 200,000 and remove the requirement and to use the mid with Unity splash screen. No game with less than 1 million in training. Trailing 12 month revenue will be subject. Oh god, I don't have a clue. This is going way above my head. Uh, mention of Switch 2, Revenue and Console Support will be out in journey 24. Evaluating other game engines for each project from a move hardware, blah 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 blah. So, is this just people being dicks, moving things around, not knowing what's going on? Um, but, I don't know, I guess if it's costing way too much and they have that into their graph of when they can make money and when they can't make money, then I guess it makes sense to just like, you know what, scrap it, move on, move on. Next up. Resident Evil Village for iPhone 15 Pro is out on October 30th. Uh, if you picked up an iPhone 15 Pro this past weekend and are eagerly awaiting the chance to play Resident Evil Village in your smartphone, you might not have much longer to wait. Uh, iPhone iPad port is out October 30th. Uh, see screenshots below, blah, 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 or whatever. Um, what's the update? Update, Capcom officially confirmed that the iPhone 15 iPad port and press release the gear a company confirmed that this part will retail for $39.99 for the base game while the winter's expansion will be available separately for $20 Jesus Christ that's a lot of money that's a lot of money I know it's technically a good game but it's a lot of money that bloody hell even that shit scared me I thought it was going to be like £20 for the you know, for the full thing, not twenty pound for the like the add-on and forty pound for the the actual base game. Anyway, moving on. From Software's Sekiro Shadows Die twice sells ten million copies. I was way out of that. Jeez. Uh, so it's crossed the ten million sales barrier. Developer From Software has announced. Confirmation comes over four years after the Ninja Action game came out in 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC, courtesy of publisher Activision. A Google Studio version came out later in October 2020. Wow. Um, uh, it got a 9.5. That's good. Uh, so it... it since Sekiro launched, From Software released Monster Hit Elden Ring in 2022 and Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon in 2023. It has yet to announce any new games, although Elden Ring DLC is on the horizon. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Let us know in the comments if you think that it's a great game. I've never played it. I don't think so. Did I play a demo of it? I don't know. But I don't think I've played it, or if I have, I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. From Software, doing well. Doing really well. So we'll move on to the next bit of news, and that is... Sony launches investigation after ransomware group claims to have breached company's systems. Um, so basically, Cybersecurity Connect reported that a ransomware group calling itself... Ransomed VC claimed it had breached Sony Group and threatened to sell stolen data. We have successfully compromised all of Sony systems. Uh, random ransomed VC claimed on both of their clear and dark nets. As reported by Cybersecurity Connect, we won't ransom them. We will sell the data due to Sony not wanting to pay. Data is for sale. While the claims, what do you mean we won't ransom them? You are ransoming them. You're saying you wouldn't buy the data? Oh, I don't get that. Uh, while the claims are unverified at this stage, Cyber Security Connect said ransomed VC posted proof of a hack data that includes screenshots of an internal login page, an internal PowerPoint presentation, outlining test bench details, and a number of Java files. There's also a file tree of the entire leak, which appears to have less appears to have less than six thousand files. Cybersecurity Connect described this cache of data as small relative to the all of 
all of the Sony systems claimed. Threaten to post the data on September 20th if no buyer is found beforehand. Well, why would you buy it? You just, well, I guess you want internal stuff, yeah. In a statement issued, uh, Sony said, we are currently investigating the situation and we have no further comments. Of course not, of course you don't. Are you guys worried? Is this a deja vu of what happened before? At least haven't taken PlayStation Network down. Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it must be really hard um, doing all this cybersecurity malarkey, especially when you're one of the biggest companies in the world. You will have a lot of people breaking at those doors to get in and get the data. Next up. EA Sports confirms FC24 Nintendo Switch frame rate and resolution. With EA Sports FC24 launching this week, I've already played it. I quite enjoyed it. It is just FIFA. All but a name. It is just FIFA. How long is it going to be before everyone says, oh, do you want to have a quick game of FIFA? How long is it going to be before the change? You know, is it going to be like, oh, do you want to have a quick go at FC24? Is it, I don't know, EAFC? What would you say? What's the easy way of saying it? Come on, let me know. Leave comments. Let me know. Uh, performance information from EA itself on how the football game runs on the Nintendo Switch. The Switch version is particularly interesting this year because for the first time it runs on EA's Frostbite engine, which is used to power the other versions. It means EA isn't simply releasing a rebranded legacy version of FIFA 19 again. Instead, the Switch version might act akin to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version. Switch players also get an expanded Ultimate Team mode on par with the Ultimate Team seen in other versions of the game. Ultimate Team in the Nintendo Switch version of FIFA was severely limited, so this improvement is sure to go down well with fans. Uh, producer discussed the multi-year effort across multiple teams that went into getting FC25 running smoothly on Frostbite and Switch. We consider that FC25 is a whole new chapter with, for the franchise and we wanted to get players forward. Uh, I'm trying to see where it says... Mm -hmm. Here we go. Uh, ESports can finally confirm performance details for the Switch version. FC25 on Switch runs at 30 frames per second. Uh, resolution is the maximum of the Switch allows 720p in handheld and 1080p in docked mode. FIFA has always run at 60 frames across platforms including Switch. Indeed, 60 frames per second is seen by many as essential to the responsiveness required for the football series. But while 30 frames per second on Switch may disappoint some, um, it's basically a starting point for the Nintendo console. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I'd like to see more of the Switch. Uh, I'd love to see uh, if there's any reviews for the Switch version because I think it'd be quite cool to see. Um, I will just put this here um, because I don't really know where else to put this because this is still it's like I've done the gaming news and I'm going to like entertainment. Um, I might play a video in the background because um, I don't really know. But anyway. Rick and Morty Season 7 trailer revealed the sound-alike voices replacing Justin Roiland. Adult Swim has dropped the Season 7 trailer for Rick and Morty revealing the new voices for the titular characters. Cato Network's adult programming channel released a trailer for the upcoming season on Monday, showcasing the voice talents replacing co-creator Justin Roiland, who was removed from the show following since dropped charges of domestic violence. We say voices and talents pro plural because for the first time in the show's history there are now two voice actors one for Rick and the other for Ma Marty instead oh god uh, for the first time in the show's history there are now two voices instead of one voice actor pulling double duty you can hear you can hear how they sound in the trailer below as you heard, the new voices of for the Mad Scientist Grandson duet have a range similar to that of Roiland's because adult, uh, that's because Adult Swim and the show's producers were looking for voice actors with sound-like talent to preserve, preserve the characters' personalities after Roiland left the roles. IGN has confirmed that Adult Swim won't be releasing the names of the voice actors 
prior to the season premiere in a statement on also obtained by Jen. A representative with Adult Swim said they want the show to speak for itself. We believe in the strength of the season and our new voices and we want to preserve the viewing experience for fans. Uh, Roy Williams charged with domestic violence early this year, leading both Adult Swim and Hulu, who worked with him on Soul Opposites to cut ties. The charges brought against him were eventually dropped due to insufficient evidence. Early this month, however, NBC News reported that 11 people came forward with the accusations of sexual assault against Ryland. I've watched the trailer. If I wasn't told, I wouldn't have known it was a different voice doing that. I would have just assumed it was the same guy making the voices. Um, I'm not, I, I like Rick and Marty, but I'm not a massive fan and I, I wouldn't have known. Some people out there, as soon as you hear it, like, different. But I wouldn't. I thought it was alright. Next up. The Expendables, Expendables for debuts with franchise law. $8.3 million at the box office. Uh, the Expendables 4 earned just $8.3 million in its opening weekend at the US box office, making it a new franchise law for the Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham-fronted action series. As reported by Comscore, the fourth Expendables movie suffered the franchise's worst opening weekend in US box office, uh, losing the fight for the top spot to The Nun 2, which conjured up $8.4 million in its third weekend following a scary good 32.6 million weekend box office victory. Expandables marks the first entry in the series in nearly a decade, but continues to drop in box office debuts, earning 7.5 million less than 2014's Expendables 3, which ended up grossing 15.8 million in its opening weekend, putting it behind the 2010 franchise starter, 34.8 million, and its 2012 sequel, 28.5 million. The Law Takings contributed the worst box office weekend for the entire year, joining the Horton in Venice, which pulled 6.3 million, Equalizer 3 earning 4.7 million, and Barbie with another 3.2 million in the top five slots in the US box office charts, although no movie managed to clear 10 million. Um, I don't know, I just think that the Expendables, 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 the first one was great. It was gore, blood, stupidity. I loved it. And then after that, it was as if they go in for the PG-13 market. So everything was toned well down. And I just think that if that's what they're doing, then they deserve it. Because sometimes you just need to turn your head off and watch some of these stupid, stupid, gore-fest, idiot blowing up people and stuff. Um... But what do you guys think? Do you think this game, game? Do you think this movie was good? Have you watched it? Are you gonna watch it any more, or is that it? Are you done? So we we'll move on to the next bit of news. Again, not gaming, but Shrek's Swamp is now listed on Airbnb. If you're a fan of the hit 20, 2001, 2001 film Shrek, and have a strong desire to stay the night in, at the character's swamp, you're about to have a chance soon enough. Airbnb has successfully recreated Shrek Swamp with bookings opening next month, but you'll have to be quick and lucky. Uh, ah, that's good. It's like nothing to. Oh, do you know what? I'd love to go there. Let's have a. Let's get these pictures up. Let's have a look. Oh, that looks nice. That looks really nice. They won't have the donkey there, will it? Oh, that looks really good. Looks like there's nothing really to do, though. That's nice. I want to see outside. Oh, that looks amazing. Oh, I'm really impressed. I am really, really impressed. But yeah, so it looks like if you want to do that, put your monies in put a chance in and you might be able to do that and then I will just end the news with some more sad news seems like every single week another famous person has died and I know that's weird because like 
people die every millisecond of the day. It's just how life works. But it's just weird how whenever we're doing a, a recording, things happen. David McCallum, the man from Uncle and the NCIS actor, dies aged 90. So he's best known for, I would say, Ducky in the NCIS sort of series. People might not know, but we at One Up Gaming, we were commissioning a cartoon series to be made. And I emailed um, David McCallum to do a voice in the series. I, at the time, I just thought, oh, he's an oldish guy, he's probably retired, he might want to do a bit and bob just to help out. I didn't realise at the time, he was on one of the biggest shows in the world. I'm not a big NCIS fan, and I'm not 55 years old. <laughs> um, but when I was, like, talking, I sent an email off, and then I got a rather snotty email back from his... Um, probably his PR people basically said that if this is a genuine offer um, do this correct and send us an email on letter-headed sort of email stuff and say oh, I'm so sorry I don't know what I'm doing um, but anyway he just turned 19 on September 19th uh, less than a week after he turned 19 his son Peter McCollum described him as the kindest coolest and most patient and loving father uh, he always put family before self he looked forward to any chance to connect with his grandchildren. He had a unique bond with each of them. He and his youngest grandson, Wit, nine, could often be found in the corner of the room at family parties having deep physiological conversations. He was a true Renaissance man. He was fascinated by science and culture, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. God bless. You're a great guy, or you seem to be a great guy. Um, and that, my friends, is this week's news. So we'll have a... Go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, bell, all that good stuff. And we'll be back in a couple of seconds with the UK Top 40. Hi, I'm Matt Cap, the lead artist on uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth and the creator of Castle of Darkness. And I listen to the One Up Podcast. David here, One of Gaming, episode 369 of the One of Gaming podcast. Nice. Um, going to go into this week's top 40. Now, unfortunately, on my laptop, on my phone, one of the two, I've changed my password. So on my tablet, I can't get into it because this is Android and not iOS. It doesn't link up seamlessly, which is like so annoying. So I've had to go find a different website to get the top 40. This is different. It's not a um, sort of like top 40 list. It's just like a bit of writing and it tells you what happened. So anyway, we'll go straight into it. So please go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. And yeah, we'll get straight into this week's top 40. So this week we're doing this thank you to Games Asylum. Um, I'll see how this goes. So this week's UK retail chart sees four new arrivals in the top 10, including MK1 at number one. Uh, the UK chart um, of is hubbub of activity, with four new games arriving in the top 10 and a new number one to boot. It's Warner Bros's Mortal Kombat 1 that appro appropriately takes the top spot. Also topping the PS5 and Xbox series charts, the Switch version made a show into entering at number 5 in the Switch Top 20. This version has been the source of ridicule, clearly needing additional work. Don't expect it to stick around the Switch chat for long. I think it will. It's got the name. People are idiots. The Souls-like Lies of P, published by Fireshine Games, debuted at number 3 in the all formats and also made a number 2 in the PS5 chat. Number 8 in the Xbox Series Top 10. Despite being available on Game Pass, the PS4 version had to settle for 14. Next was the belated retail release of Pikmin 1 and 2. 
a HD collection of the GameCube originals. It took number four in the all formats and went straight to the top of the Switch charts. Uh, then at number 7 is another game also available on Game Pass, the Deep Silver published Payday 3. It busted its way to number 3 in the PS5 chart and number 5 on the Xbox series. RPG re-release The Legend of Nayuta Boundless Trails? Trials? I've no idea, I've never heard of it. Also showed up at 15 in the PS4 chart. Rewinding back to the top 10. Last week's chart top at Hogwarts Legacy fell to number 2. America 8 Deluxe dropped to 5. And then at number 6, it's the return of Cyberpunk 2077, ahead of this week's new DLC. Grand Theft Auto 5 shifted to number 8. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom went from number 4 to number 9. And then at number 10 is Minecraft. The Nintendo published Fair Farm was this week's biggest faller, plummeting from number 9 to 37, bloody hell. Diablo 4 had a rough week 2, going from 18 to 30. So that is, thank you to the Games Asylum. Uh, it's just going to be a really quick one this week, because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. As always, sponsored by Games Inspired Music, buy it, stream it, money goes to, what, 20% goes to the Child's Play charity. Um, we have weekly videos on our, well, daily videos on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe, share, like. We have every Monday, we have the UK Top 10. Every Tuesday, we have the Beast, Beast, Boostroid. Every Wednesday, we have the Witch's Best. Every Thursday, we have the, um, retro game inspired the videos every friday we have the podcast saturday we have the games being played this week and every sunday we have the roundup of the gaming news so that is what we've been doing this week so thank you all for that hi welcome to the one game podcast david here this week you can have a chance to win the Evercade interplay collection 2 all you need to do is subscribe to the youtube channel and leave a comment on any video that says Evercade for a chance to win this. With this game, you get a load of like, I guess the Mega Drive sort of game. So you get Claymates, Earthworm Jim 2, Clay Fighter 2, Prehistoric Man, Rad Gravity, and the Brainies. Or the Braining? Is it Braining? I can't read it. But Evercade as a comment for a chance to win this cartridge. We also have, drop that down there, a t-shirt to give away, I think it's a large, and this t-shirt is from the old OUG team, and I'm just going to give it away, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and leave the comment t-shirt on any video for a chance to win this t-shirt, that my friends is the giveaway, so on with the show. And as I say, check out our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. We have news, reviews, features, and competitions. Get things to give away. Um, go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. You can buy t-shirts like this from our website or from our Etsy store. So just go to Etsy and search oneupgaming, all one word. And then you can find us on there. Over 220 items now for sale, which is pretty cool. We are going to be doing some plushies. I'm going to get some samples made and see how, if there's any interest in them or not. So please keep a lookout for them. I'll be tweeting about them. I'll be putting things up on Twitter and, well, I guess X. And I'll be putting them on like YouTube and stuff. So, yeah, Gamespied Music available now by stream. 20% of each sale will go to the Charles Player Charity. Our first 100 podcasts are available now. And from audiobooksontape.com and one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. So yeah, like us, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, like, share, bell, ding a ling ding ding ding. We're on Twitch, which is twitch.com slash OUG official, or I can't remember if I've changed it to OUG UK. We're on Twitter, which is at OUG official. If you want to email us any questions, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. 
So it's been me, David, from One Up Gaming, saying thank you all for watching. It's been a great pleasure. Episode 369. Nice. Can't take my power You can't take my power Take my power We're too strong now We're big power Every obstacle they throw at me Get stronger And I won't cower And I won't cower No, it takes a little sour As you watch me walk in victory Cause you can't take my You can't take my power Surrounded me, it's ready for whatever season I left some saying how he disappeared in front of me The rest of them were laying, only playing games of hide and seek And lyrically I'm spraying hater hey, Cause they keep bugging me, keep running, hiding, ducking out Cause musically I'm looking now Can't take my power, will too strong, I will devour Every obstacle they throw at me, get stronger by the hour and I won't
Can't take my, can't take my, can't take my, you can't take my power Can't take it, you can't take it, made a promise, I won't break it The best is here, I won't make it, and I'm not being complacent Cause I speak true innovation, I'm working for emulation I will succeed while they waiting, can't take my power with hating Just 